We had the vibes. The groovy vibes going on there. We and did have the just, groovy vibes. You just screwed it up. <laughs> we you had know? Dylan singing. Uh, I don't remember what you were saying. We just – Oh, I was talking about Cowboy Rob. Mm. Cowboy Rob here. Yeehaw! That's my- <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Cowboy Rob. Welcome into the show. I'm your host. I am a cartoon character, and I have come to life. <laughs> Yo. Happy New Year, Justin. Happy New Year, Dylan. For the boys, we're back. New Year, same me. I'm uh, drinking an Irish coffee. And, man, I'm just – I'm excited. The vibes are good. The vibes are high. We've got a banger of a football game tonight. And, uh, yeah, how you guys feeling? New Year, same pod. New Year, same Justin losing in fantasy championships to the same person for consecutive years. So, any listeners out there, if you're with me, if you're depressed because you lost in your fantasy championship – I'm here. I'm here. I feel that, bro. I feel that. Good vibes only, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Uh, same me. I'm not – I haven't made any New Year's resolution. A lot of people around this time of year say they're going to, you know, get better as far as, like, their eating habits. Or they're going to drink a little less or, you know, they're not going to be as rambunctious as they were last year. I understand the goals and the aspirations that you set for yourself, but I was taught in my way of goal setting was to set attainable goals. So I'm just going to say as long as I'm able to be healthy, as long as I have a good job, and as long as I'm able to do this podcast, I hope to still say the same. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I do have any, any New Year's resolutions either. I don't typically make them. I'm just happy to be here with my friends, man. Happy to have a roof over my head. Got my dogs. Uh, football season's coming to a close. Again, that makes me a little sad. Bowl season is <laughs> pretty much over as well. We do have one game tonight. Uh, LSU, go Tigers, playing tonight. Uh, Justin, do you um, have any New Year's that's tomorrow. What? I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. Yeah, I okay. saying, they're not play a bowl during Monday Night Football. Come on. Yeah, I mean, oh, they, they say the ratings would not would be, be non-existent. They'd be great for yeah for Monday Night Football. <laughs> well, no, they'd be great for LSU because nobody cares about the Steelers and the Browns who play tonight. Oh, it's Big Ben's last home game. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm like Justin. I'm not even watching this game. I'm <laughs> I'm about to, like I just uh, before we signed in, I actually went online and uh, I bought the Mafia trilogy game set for Xbox One. For only eighteen dollars, so if anything, I'm about to start playing. Yeah, right. I'm about to start playing Mafia. Of course, I did tell. I do tell both of you that I would thrive in the Mafia days. I really would have. Listen, games here, games over there. There's only one Mafia, and that's Bill's Mafia. And since you went there, we can go ahead and go there really quickly. Nice slide. Yeah, nice slide in, Chris Collinsworth. These are not rehearsed (laughs) transitions. That was not planned. That wasn't. That's just grade A Cowboy Rob holding down. Salud, Rob. Salud, man. Josh Allen and the Bills got it done, you guys. They continue to win. The game was a little dicey in the first half. We won't stick on it too long, but Josh Allen gives you 
everything you want. It culminates in terrible turnovers. He had back-to-back interceptions on two consecutive throws. First time he's ever done that. Then he had a third interception on the consecutive drive, so three consecutive drives. And Atlanta was leading this game at half, you guys. I think it was 15-4 at half. Uh, 15-14 at half, excuse me, on the leg of Young Way Koo, phenomenal kicker. And yet the Bills do what they did. They grounded out. It was snowy. It was icy. And Bills Mafia, Bills Mafia got it done, you guys. Josh Allen continues to run the ball better than anybody on that team. And uh, there's not much to say. The Bills have pretty much sewed up the AFC East there and look like uh, one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, it was – I didn't even know it was snowing or had weird weather conditions in Buffalo until Rob actually texted me deeply concerned over these conditions, as was I being a Stefan Diggs owner in fantasy. But, no, I think you nailed it, Rob. It's amazing that the Bills – the Bills could overcome the mistakes, the slippery hands of these receivers in this game with those three picks from Josh Allen. It's big. It's big they could overcome it, but it's also important they were playing a pretty subpar team in Atlanta. I think that helps. But regardless, they get the W. Huge for them at the final stretch here with one game next week. Hoping I don't know if they locked up the division yet or not, but if they did, congrats to the Bills. If they didn't, they got to win next week. I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say that this was kind of a, a little bit of a letdown for the Buffalo Bills and a little bit more of an exposure to them as they head into the playoffs. Um, uh, Justin, to your previous point, that the division hasn't been locked up yet, but yet both teams are still in the playoffs. So it's literally just – it's all going to come down at the season finale. But I'm going to say that this was more of a chance for defensive coordinators to really hone in on not only to now shut down Josh Allen as a passer, but shut down him more as a rusher as well. Because, I mean, I don't for those that weren't watching this game, the Bills weren't playing well. I mean, yes, there were the weather conditions, but they just really just weren't playing well just at all until they really just turned it on. I mean, the score is going to show just a little bit of an ass-kicking, but – up until I believe it was like midway through the third quarter where Josh Allen just started just being Josh Allen. Um, even though he did throw two picks, he was still their leading rusher. But uh, Three picks. Oh, he threw three? Yep, three picks. Oh, excuse me. That's, uh, I just saw the two, and I just kind of obviously turned it on with something different. But it's – I think this was more of a – if they draw a, let's say, a Patriots again, or if they draw the Colts, or you know, a, um, you know, a team with a defense that can really shut down a mobile quarterback that's a bet that's the team's best passer and rusher, I think the Bills could possibly just be a one and done team this year. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's still a lot to play for. Um, that was a game of two Josh Allens up and down. He was very up. So before the second quarter. If Kyle Pitts doesn't get hurt in that game, I wonder if it's a little bit closer. Well, uh, to be fair, there was actually a controversial call that I want to talk about, and then we can move on because the Bills got it done. A good team beat a bad team. Matt, Hats off to Matt Ryan and the Falcons. They did not roll over in this one. They went into Buffalo. It was snowy. It was icy. You got a dome team and a 55-year-old quarterback playing a young stud of a Bills team and a, a quarterback who's top three right now in the league. And it was close. It was really close. The Falcons actually scored to cut this to a one-touchdown game. Matt Ryan with a scramble on uh, third and goal from, like, the six. Scrambles in the end zone, slides, kind of dives, but slides, kind of half slides to his feet, 
It's ruled a touchdown initially. He gets up, spikes the ball in the defender's face. He's just hype as hell because he also got hit late. It was a late hit that they didn't call. Um, guy came in and, and tagged him, dings his helmet off the ground. And then the flags come out, and the refs make arguably the craziest call I've seen on the weekend. First, they call him for taunting, and Matt Ryan's like, what? So they call him for taunting for spiking the ball. Terrible rule. Let's get rid of it right now. And then to make it worse, it wouldn't affect them. It would just be 15 yards on the kickoff. Then they also rule that he was giving himself up, sliding into the end zone, even though he was diving for the end zone, and they put him down at the one, gentlemen. So it became third and goal from the 16. Took the points off the board. Falcons turn it over on downs. Bills run the clock out. So, again, the refs just having their way, influencing the game. The Bills escape with that one. But very curious things going on up there in Buffalo. Hey, they clinch a playoff berth. You know, that that's really all that matters to them. Right now, if I'm Sean McDermott and, you know, Brian Dayball, I'm just honing in on Josh Allen, just, you know, preaching to the team that, you know, we cannot get complacent. We cannot, you know, we just can't build this up in a way. Like, you know, there are expectations, and I believe that Josh Allen has – he has the ability. I'm not saying that he doesn't. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. He's a very special player. I'm just talking about the limited production around him because, you know, we have to think about, you know, Cole Beasley kind of being in and out of the lineup. Isaiah um, Isaiah McKenzie definitely, you know, makes some plays from time to time, and so does Gabriel Davis. Or, I'm sorry, Gabriel Davis. But as Justin pointed to in previous spots, Stephon Diggs needs that high-volume t- targeted targets excuse me i'm just i I guess that's the whiskey in in already but uh getting back to my point i I just think as though that's just a limited amount of playmakers to really you know make the transition into a deep run now they have recently started using devin singletary more in the run game but i mean defensive coordinators aren't going to stay up late at night wondering if devin devin singletary is able to go or not so I'm interested again. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Again, I, I think it's cool that both teams have already advanced. Or I'm sorry, not advanced, but they've already clinched in the playoffs. It, I'm curious to see which one advances. Um, you know, let's just see how the last week plays out. There's a lot to play for. It'd be interesting to see how Buffalo and New England finish out the season in Week 18. That's very weird to say and it will also be interesting to see what happens in the afc north tonight but you guys there's a new champion in town and it's the game of the week game we got to talk about guys your boy joey b jamar chase chase him if you can you're not going to catch him dylan the Bengals were absolutely dealing on sunday and it was a lot of fun to watch Absolutely, man. Uh, I saw the victory videos of uh, – you may have uh, recognized this sighting, or this, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's Joe Burrow smoking his cigar, and all you hear in the background is, get the get, 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 get the get. And, wow. man, it is, it is a good time right now in the Queen City. It's 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 incredible to really watch. Uh, I guess uh, if we're playing on puns here, it's uh, Jamarvelous if we can. Uh, <laughs> if, if, uh, if I'm allowed to say that, 
I believe that it's incredible because of just the game that not only Jamar had, but just with Joe Burrow, the last two games that he's had, I believe he's thrown for almost a thousand no, yards. Over, too. over a thousand yards. Oh, is it over? I've, yeah, I've it's a hair over. Under. Okay, well, that's incredible. I mean, he is literally just, I mean, he's playing like he was in the college football playoff, and it's incredible to see. It's incredible for them to be finding their stride. Right now, they're playing very well. Uh, they're, if the playoffs started today, they'd be the three seed. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot to be said about Joe Burrow right now, but Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. You know, we talked about it on last week's pod. You know, man, let's let's go, man. It's so fun to watch the Bengals right now. Yeah, get the gap, 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 bro. They are killing it, literally killing it with the gats. Like Joey, what, what, what? Gun violence? Oh yeah, they're just dancing. Nope, no free ads, bro. No free ads for guns. This is a free ad for gun violence, bro. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I, I, you know, I have to apologize. I got egg on my face. I sat here in the same chair a few weeks ago and absolutely flamed them. Yes, I said they were, I did. I said they were frauds. They're hot. They're cold. Which team is going to show up? Well, if this team shows up, man, they're a scary bunch. And look, they just took down the team who I considered the best in the AFC. They just beat the Chiefs and they were down by 14 points three different Dude. times in this game. Rob Rob texted me at some point and said, "Shit, the Bengals might lose by three scores." <laughs> That's a fact. He actually said that. Yeah. And then Jamar Chase proceeded to just score cook, three scores. Cook the world. I mean, as as Burrow said, "F it, Jamar down there somewhere." <laughs> Yo, like, that was the best quote ever, dude. It's the hilarious, it, dude. Are you I, feeling it now, Mister Krabs? I can feel it, Mr. Krabs, because Joe Joe Burrow makes me feel a lot of ways. But that I'm jealous elite, of Bengals man. fans, man. I'm jealous of them because you get to have such a fun team. Like this team on paper is dude, they're all under 25. It's amazing how fun and young they are and how long this is gonna go into the future for them, dude. I mean, Chase and Burrow reliving their college days in the NFL now, just cooking the pros instead of that third and 27 was insane. Third and 27 and just lobbing it up to Jamar to let him make a play. And he made it. He, he's, he's incredible, man. The, the Bengals made the right choice in taking Jamar chase over Panay Sewell, even though I did not know this until yesterday's broadcast because it was actually televised here, which I appreciate the people at CBS for doing that for us. But I didn't know Burrow was the most sacked person in the NFL again. Oh, he's uh, he's like top three in like the turnovers as well. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be addressed. The Bengals, the, if there's one thing you do this draft is you draft O-Lyman to keep that man upright. I mean, you saw him get hit late in the game. He said the knee is fine. Lyman. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. All you, seven. You protect that man at all costs. Because if you can keep him upright, he's going to keep pushing them in the right direction. And, I mean, hell, here's a hot take. Maybe it sounds crazy. It's not going to happen. Maybe Joe Burrow needs a little MVP love. Oh, DraftKings already. DraftKings has already agreed with you. He went from plus three thousand to plus one thousand. Shit. I mean, time I think, travelers I think being time travelers. I mean, <laughs> honestly, tell me. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers probably wins it. Brady probably Brady's up next, there. Right. Yeah. But, it, well, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and then Joe Burrow is third. 
these guys had the what was it the fourth pick in the draft last year? The fourth pick because they were bad, not because of like oh what it doesn't top five pick. At the end of the day, they had it because they were truly that bad. And yeah. this roster hasn't changed that much. They put Jamar Chase in there, and that's really it. That was it. Name and another significant up. contributor that has impacted that team besides the guy they drafted the year before him, Joe Burrow. They have single-handedly changed their franchise and gone from laughing stock to division oh, winners T. in, Higgins and in Joe, two yeah, years. T. Higgins. Play, T. Higgins. Yeah. Joe Mixon's been there for a minute. Let's relax. He didn't get Higgins, drafted with Higgins, Joe Burrow. Higgins, yeah, I know, well, I Higgins, know, but he said yeah, Mixon that's... too. I'm like, let's relax on Mixon. He's He was hurt for the previous five years, so it's nice to see him actually running the damn ball for once. But Yeah, he stayed healthy. Yeah, and that's a huge factor as well, having a healthy Mixon back there. But I don't care. Take Mixon out of the equation. Give me the damn ball. If you've got Burrow and Chase on Still the outside. you got Tyler Boyd too. you got Burrow and Chase on the outside, and you can literally throw it up when he's covered. You guys, they're doing shit that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have done after 10 years together. They're throwing backdoor passes. They're throwing go routes. He's throwing it up to a spot. And Jamar Chase is beating the defender there and turning around on timing routes down the sideline, 25 yards plus, and catching the ball with his hands. That's that's veteran shit, bro. Like, it's look, it's scary. If you're in the AFC North, get the get, get the get, get the third world, Papa, get the third world. I'm finally feeling it, man. I'm finally feeling the hype. The hype is real. Um I don't think they could beat I, – I, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I don't think they could beat the Chiefs twice in the year, but – They don't look, go to Arrowhead and win. Yeah, I would say not an Arrowhead. The fact that this was in Cincy really helped. Well, you know, and there's still the possibility that they hold a tiebreaker now. If, I don't if know the why Chiefs the mess Chiefs around and lose let him week, score. I don't know why exactly. they let him score and give Pat Mahomes the ball. Like, just let, let the, the D-line – pull the D-line back entirely. Let him like, fall just in score. accidentally. Yeah, yeah, just score and then give well, Pat Mahomes – Once again, what you had was a colossal love, a, love AR to death. You had another colossal Andy Reid time mismanagement, like calling his timeout on the wrong side of the two-minute warning, first problem. Then it's like, well, do we let him score? So then they're like, okay, they, they let him get down to the goal line. <laughs> then the refs are like, every time they get the third down, throw the flag. We're just going to give them more first downs, and they're going to they're gonna effing score. So there you have that. You got the refs against you. You got Andy Reid against you. Well, then at some point, like you guys just said, just let them score, right? And I know for these old school coaches, like they don't want to do that. Like we can't, cry. We can't just let them right. score. But you have Patrick Mahomes. You have arguably, again, arguably, I love Josh Allen, the best quarterback in the league and one of the most electric offenses who have shown against the Niners in the Super Bowl. They can score about 21 points in three minutes. So give them the ball back. You lost right. with your best player on the sideline. Because they ran it down, they took knees. They bring in Brandon Allen to take knees because Joey B's got bad knees. And then you lose. So, again, just a gross mismanagement all over. The refs helped them out. At, bro, don't even get me started. The refs, the refs must have thrown at least two drive-extending pass interference calls against the they Chiefs. They did, right at the, uh, what, the three and then right in the back of the end zone as well just but, to give the – you know, the Bengals more time and more chances. That was just those two. There was there was other ones in the game that just gave them first Oh, yeah, downs. we don't need to get in with those. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. But, I watched you know, all this game, but it was – I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Or that's what Justin and I are saying. Like, this doesn't happen in Arrowhead. But, you know, nah, it's, 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 it's cool that it happened in the Cincinnati, though. 
But look, if what I was going to say is if if Kansas City messes around and loses next week and the Bengals win, you're looking at a different scenario. There will be no Arrowhead. The Chiefs got to take care of business, man. Who do they play next week? That's a great question. <laughs> they play the Broncos. Mm. On Saturday, actually. They're the Saturday game before. The Eagles and the boys. <laughs> uh, I, I think the Chiefs win that one, even though it's in mile high. What are the Broncos playing for? Nothing. They got eliminated again. Absolutely Their offense is nothing. terrible. Like, yeah, just fire I hate the, the whole Vic, team. Oh, I, hate, well, the, I hate that because Vic Fangio is a – Damn good coach, and he—I mean—he's an amazing D coordinator. But it's just that roster with Denver is not bad. But it's just they just—they have just missed on so many quarterbacks since yep. Peyton Manning, and it's just killed Dude, them. Put every Aaron, get chance. Aaron Rodgers to Denver. I'll petition it. Get Aaron oh, Rodgers. Get Gardner Minshew to Denver. At least he'll make it entertaining. Like he, he people forget. Gardner Minshew won no, six games in no, Jacksonville. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Gosh, no, damn it! Somebody, don't do this. You're the Rob second is, person this week that has said cut that. Cut yourself off. Rob, Rob just loves Gardner and Philly. He just loves I that handlebar mustache. He doesn't want him to go. I, mean, I, I do. I do like me some Gardner, but I just I'm tired of hearing the whole like, well, if we just get another uh, run of the mill journeyman quarterback to come in and play mediocre football, the Broncos will be good. No, they won't. Like they're not. They will never be good. No, no, no. No, they won't. You can't. Hey, I'm going to bring in a quarterback who can't crack the top 32, but number 33, he's going to be the guy. Listen, Elway's tried that, and that's why he's about to lose his damn job. Vic Fangio is a great defensive mind, but he's also old school and. Pat Shermer ain't it, boys. That offensive corner oh, no. is terrible. Ask Justin about Pat Shermer in Philly. I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near the me. I don't worst. want him in Minnesota. I don't want him in Denver. I don't want him in Philly. Listen, Denver's got all the weapons. Justin hit the nail on the head. Get you an Aaron Rodgers. That's what my boys in Denver have been talking about all year long. They want Aaron Rodgers. They would win a Super Bowl with him today. Does this mean we're about Facts. to transition to Aaron Rodgers? Because if so, I'm going to make my point either then or I should do it now. I'm just trying to decide. Oh, you, you can make it now and then. Now and later. Go for it. We'll see, we'll see Miller just whimper because he knows what he's about to say. There's about to be a you know, fire and brimstone-like rant to go on here. So are we transitioning into the Packers or are we staying with the Broncos? Which well, for some reason we're I'm talking about for way. no reason. You should be scared. I mean, Dylan's talking like it's end of days. Fire, brimstone. That's some revelation, <laughs> book of revelation stuff. So, yeah, go ahead and bring it on us, man. Go ahead. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of, you know, the petty, condescending, snarky, you know, the smirk, the eye roll. I'm a fan of every bit of what he does with there. It is incredible to watch. I love it how he's more open on the Pat McAfee show than he is with anyone else, on the, in, 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 including the coaching staff. And I understand that they did the, like the whole last dance, you know, deal and, you know, Devontae's having an amazing season and what have you. But at this point, man, like, why would he leave? I mean, as of last night, him and Matt LaFleur are now 39 and nine over the last three years. Y'all, they've lost nine games in three years. And that's not even including this extra game. I don't even know who they're playing. It doesn't even matter. Like, you know, yeah. and he's, you know, MVP form. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon look like, you know, a nice boom and zoom combo. And Devontae Adams is still great. 
um, you know, so at that point it was just like, yeah, like absolutely. Why would he leave? But he's still going to leave. Okay. That's, you had me going for a second. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he's not going to leave. <laughs> yeah. You had me he's going. He's still going to leave because so, he, why? it's, it's not the team and it's not the coach. He has already publicly stated how much he loves the coach and the team. He just hates the upper dynamic of the company and the organization of the Green Bay Packers. So if you get Aaron Rodgers, an owner who the owner, an actual owner has his back. Well, that's different Then Aaron Rodgers can essentially Possibly if he goes to a bad team like a Denver, he can pick the next head coach. Hell, he can probably sit in on the draft room and pick those players. Or if he goes to a crazy owner like David Tepper in Carolina, that's a new side as well. Now, I know that Green Bay is not wanting him to tr- or trade him within the NFC, but that is another destination where there are weapons. Now, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, we'll discuss that on a different pod. But – and another transitioning team that he can go to that isn't in the NFC but would be very cool to just see him operate in, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm, that, that's Aaron Rodgers has options and other places he's willing to go and willing to listen to. I still think he leaves. Let, let me ask you this. I'll ask both of you this. So I saw a notification from God knows where popped up my phone and said, the belief is the, the Packers will franchise tag Devonte Adams. Does franchise tagging Devonte Adams hurt or help their chances of keeping Rogers. It hurts. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I love these questions that are making me think. Um, thinking's hard. Thinking is uh, hard. You know what so, else is hard? Keeping Aaron Rodgers happy. And apparently. I think I exactly. Think, That's I think if why they tag if they tag Devontae Adams, yes, Dylan, that hurts absolutely hurts him coming back. Because I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of fella that hates the franchise tag, probably thinks it's BS. And mm-hmm. if he watches one of his best teammates of all time get potentially held against his will if he mm-hmm. wants to leave Green Bay, which I believe his decision will align with Roger's ultimate decision and what he wants to do. But if they hold him against his will, that's just further going to kick Rogers out the door. Now, do I want to see that happen? Maybe. Yes. It'd be fun to watch. Yes. You and want I would, to see it all happen. And I want to see Devontae Adams hit the open market personally. I, w- I, I would line up. I would start contributing money to the Eagles to sign Devontae <laughs> Adams. So let this man hit the market. forgive them for embarrassing him on draft night. They will. He will never forgive them for that. Embarrassing who? Which player? Aaron Rodgers will never forget the Green Bay Packers trading up, drafting Jordan Love. Oh, I thought it was his him. draft night. I was like, yeah, I did too. I was so I confused. No, I was talking about when they traded up to get Jordan Love. That's another indicator. So, I mean, there. I mean, again, he's just sick of just the general managers and team president. I suppose not instead of owner, just team president. He's sick of that dynamic. He wants someone in his corner. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was just thinking to myself, 
would I want Devontae Adams? So I had to look up his age, 29. I didn't know that he and Odell Beckham are the same age. For some reason, Beckham seemed younger to me, but they're both yeah, 29. Yeah, same class. Mike Evans, too. I hadn't, I, Mike Evans getting old, too? He's 29? The same class, oh, yeah. Jordan Matthews uh, class, baby. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Nuke, Nuke is 29, too. DeAndre Hopkins. I had no idea. Anyway, I look, I don't. I wouldn't want them to tag him now that you guys are putting it – like presenting it to me this way. I agree. I do think it would hurt his chances of staying. Um, although you'd be like, maybe he wants to stay with his boy. What I was just thinking would be really cool. Like we saw LeBron's decision, right? Back with the heat. We saw what a day, um, what a terrible day. Top LeBron. five day of my life. LeBron. <laughs> anyway, we're not a LeBron pod. Please I'm not on. a LeBron pod. Yeah, please move on. <laughs> don't, don't do this right now. We're- so then you had that. You've had a couple of moments. You had Brady going to Tampa, right? And then bringing Gronk after the fact, pulling him out of retirement. He was going there regardless. But I do think it would be cool to see a first ballot Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, leave with his best friend and fellow Hall of Famer wide receiver in his prime or right there at the top of the mountain. And go to a team together and just see how they could wreak havoc running the same routes they ran in Green Bay. We've never seen anything like that. That would be pretty cool. So We're, that's what I want. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Philly with Devontae. That just seems weird, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I mean, Devontae is going, going to Philly. Like, <laughs> no, hey, go to New Orleans. Ooh. Mm. Big Easy? They do need a receiver. Big they do need a quarterback. quarterback. Man, and they do need. Listen, hey, I'm going to New Orleans this weekend, baby. They got some good food. They got some good drinks. They got some good just areas to walk around in. Beautiful scenery. <laughs> Dylan's gonna be at the freaking Superdome, like knocking on the door, like "Hello, Aaron Rodgers." <laughs> you can have the just meme where he's like, "I'm gonna get you out of there." That's Dylan. <laughs> I'm going to just scream at random employees. Just play. I know you know someone on the inside, just Aaron Rodgers, just the general public's opinion. Slips a note under the door. It just says Rodgers. Yeah, like Charlie Day did. You know, this is for the mayor. I'm even going to write for the mayor and then just have a picture of just Aaron freaking Rodgers and just hope that that's the case. Yes, it'll be fun. I think, I mean, the Saints are another team. And I might even put them ahead of – actually, I will. I think – I already said, like, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos with that roster and that talent, with Hamler coming back, Judy more removed from that injury, and the defensive depth that they have, that they would be a Super Bowl contending team. If you put Rodgers on the Saints right now, it's even better. I, I'm guaranteeing them to go to the Super Bowl because you have the defense, you have the pieces in place, you have an elite athlete in Alvin Kamara, one of the – Biggest game changers in the league. And on top of that, you have a Hall of Fame head coach who can mold him. Look, you you guys see everybody was laughing. Oh, Jameis Winston's going to be the starter. And why doesn't he start Taysom Hill? Why, why isn't Taysom the, the tight end, our quarterback? Well, you see why. Jameis goes down. You guys can't score more than 18 points. You scored that once. You put Aaron Rodgers in New Orleans? Super Bowl. Dylan, go buy your tickets right now. Who that? The trumpets <laughs> will be loud and will be heard throughout the nation, and the saxophone will pierce the ears of anyone who's willing to just hear them. It'd be <laughs> a great all- time down at the bayou. I will admit that. <laughs> That's all you guys need, man. 
You know, Tom Brady can't play forever, so you won't really have much competition. Nah, yeah, apparently, uh, Aaron, yeah, <laughs> apparently, Aaron Rodgers is entering like his second prime. If Tom Brady has taught us anything, is that eventually, once you get to a certain age, I guess it's like thirty-six or thirty-seven plus. Uh, apparently, you have like a second prime. And right now, is there anyone playing better football than Aaron freaking Rodgers right now? The media no. may not announce him MVP, but that's just because he lied to him, which I think is funny. Just, I mean, just, but you know, that's the, <laughs> that's a whole person, different discussion. The only person that's playing close to his level is Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady is, but I was going to say Joe Burrow, man. I got to give the man well, yeah, some love. Exactly. Like he's yeah, like he's he, getting hit on every play. He's he's not scared. Like. For a guy that had a gruesome injury like that to stand in the face of those defenders hitting him play after play, like I just – Rodgers doesn't get hit like that. Brady doesn't get hit like that. So Worst to first. I forgot that they're a worst to first team. Yeah. Speaking of, let's keep the hype train rolling, baby. Worst to first because it hurts. Bro, <laughs> the Dude, Eagles. Where do you come up with this? I don't know, man. The Eagles, I'm just so, so excited. It does. It hurts so you good. You know, baby, oh, it hurts so good. Justin, <laughs> I I didn't believe, man. I didn't believe that we I had believed. the talent this I year. I believe when I met Justin, he can verify. That's a fact. I didn't believe that we had the talent or the coaching or the playmakers this year to contend. And I know that we've gone on a run. I think we've won four in a row. And have not like, lost since November. Leading the league in rushing guys, with over 200 yards. We haven't lost in a year. That was last year. Look, we're one of the hottest <laughs> teams in the NFC right now. We are on an absolute tear. And what's crazy is even when the games are ugly, Justin, like 3-3 or 3 nothing a half to the Giants, down against the Skins, give up a quick 10-0, Heineke looks like the second coming of – Bart Starr, like no clue. The man doesn't miss a throw. He's like 14 for 14, 140 yards. Defense getting sliced and diced. What happens? You want to talk about a young head coach making adjustments? In both of these games, Nick Sirianni has adjusted. This team's come out on fire. He's also adjusted his game plan, you guys, midseason. Early on in the year, Nick Sirianni was trying to make Hurts throw the ball 100 times and be somebody he's not. Exactly. You know how many young coaches struggle because they they try to they try to force a, a, a round peg and a square hole or a square peg and a round hole and they're just like I'm the coach and this is how we play and you're gonna learn how I play and he doesn't have the scheme he doesn't have the players to fit the scheme. Well, Sirianni's done the opposite and I'm gonna say it right now. He deserves some consideration for coach of the year, Justin. Yeah, I agree 100. percent And I. As Rob had on his face earlier, I also have some egg on my face because there was a point on this podcast early on where I questioned if Sirianni would be back next year. I never thought he'd be fired within the season, anything like that, but I did not think he'd be back next year, and I was wrong. I'm glad I'm wrong. Um, It's amazing, and Rob, you kind of alluded to it. You don't see young head coaches go away from what they would pound their chest about. Like he had his philosophy. Most of them would stick by that. They would stick to their guns, but he heard the fans. He heard the team and they were like, run the damn ball. We got the O line and the mixed match of backs in the locker room to be able to get it done on a weekly basis, along with the legs of Jalen hurts. And guess what? They went from not running the ball where Booby Sanders was getting one, two, three carries a game in the first five weeks 
to being the leading rusher in the NFL. This As a team, the Eagles are dominating on the ground. And as a lot of the talking heads are saying, who wants to play a team that's just going to beat you up in the trenches all freaking game and just run that clock? You shorten the game. You make it to your advantage. And that's huge. Now, I will say, I don't like the whole, let's get down to these bad teams, get down double digits every week, and then come back. That sucks. It's not ideal, and a good team won't let you come back. If you play the Bucks in the playoffs, if you play the Cowboys, whoever you play, they will not let you get down 10 and then it let you come back. So, got to avoid these bad starts, but I applaud Jalen. I applaud Sirianni for not letting the game get away from them in those moments. Um, you know, they stuck to their guns. They stuck to their game plan and, you know, still managed to come out on top. Like I said, haven't lost since November, which is incredible. Um, this team, it's, it's night and day since the beginning of the year. And I'm, I'm firm in my belief that Jalen Hurts is the starter for this team moving forward. I couldn't be more confident saying that at this point. Oh, yeah, man. This was – I was – Watching this, I was flipping back and forth between this and obviously Kansas City and Cincinnati, but uh, this was so much fun to watch just because I love seeing Jalen Hurts just make play after play and even just, you know, with him sliding just to avoid contact and just making the decisions that he made. Um, The adjustments were incredible, as you've already alluded to, you know, and with Nick Sirianni, you know, we made fun of his visor, made fun of his highlighters, made fun of just a lot, you know, his quirkiness. But, hey, you know, sometimes quirky just means that you're just uh, – you just think a little bit different. And, you know, after a while, when you start thinking pretty hard, you just start you start designing a few more play calls. And what he's done with the run game and how he's eleva- elevated Jalen Hurts' confidence and passing, for that matter – has been tremendous for the Eagles. I mean, and and I think playing on the road really doesn't phase y'all either. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you you have like six or way like better home games. record, way better road record than home. We didn't win okay, at that's home what I thought. until yeah, the that's Saints what, game. Which okay, is amazing. That's what, okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure y'all are a better road team anyway. So if I mean, even if you need to go on the road in the playoffs, that's not really going to phase you. I'd hope not. I'd hope not, but. Rob, I got a question for you. At least you're in the dance, baby. That all I mean, that hey, matters. Look, all you have, just like clinched. Al Davis said, just win, baby. That's we all clinched. that matters. We clinched, you guys. We're we in. Clinched. We're in. We're so in. Hey, but I, I got a question for you, Rob. Now that we're in, we're locked, but we can still move seeding wise. I'm not. I don't need you to give me a number of terms of seed, but. Wherever we may fall, depending how this next game goes, I don't think anybody, no starters are playing for Philly this week. Like a ton of dudes just went on the COVID list. I think it's just a scheme to get them out of the game. Like we're not going to play starters because why would we? We're already locked. But who out of the potential opponents pool, who do you think gives Philly the best chance to win and potentially set up a matchup with maybe the Packers the following week? That's... That's a tough question. That's a super tough question. I would say Cardinals. I don't I don't I think playing the Cardinals is like slim to none. Like it's pretty tough. I think the three like the Rams are, have a higher potential. The Bucks have the highest percentage and it could be the Cowboys. 
That's it, it just depends well, on this game, obviously, I, and how other things happen too. Well, it's also Saturday night. Like it's prime time. It's gonna be right. really hard for people to really just not wanna at least participate and play in that game because well, again, it is prime time. It's been flexed to prime time for that right. very reason. Right. Well McCarthy said that they're playing starters. I with Jalen's I don't ankle think banged you shouldn't up, play starters. I don't like the whole kill your momentum thing. I think you almost take it like a preseason game because yeah. I think Gardner can still win you that game. If especially if Dallas pulls their guys, he could absolutely win. I mean, I don't know. I don't see why he couldn't. But I don't know, man. I I think I want to play. It doesn't the matter. Like right now, you're in. So at that point, all it is just you know focuses on focus on seeding. And you when missed it comes to seeding with the the NFC comes with. I believe it's like there's two teams, and it's the Saints and the Niners fighting for that one last spot. Right. Well, Correct. Justin just said he wants the Bucks. Like we let oh, that kind of right. got that kind of got covered up. Why the hell would you want to play the Bucks? Why wouldn't? All right, uh, let me break. I'll break it down for you. It sounds crazy. oh great. We're about to go into our next segment. It's called yeah. "Why Am I Crazy?" Uh, no, <laughs> no, listen, listen. Okay, I don't want to play the Cowboys three times. It sounds horrible. I don't want to go to Dallas. We always get our ass whooped in Dallas. It's a fact. Okay. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has lost there twice in his career. They're going to beat us. They're going to beat I've us anyway. It. It's been terrible. So I don't want to go to Dallas. The Rams. I could get behind playing the Rams. Cooper Cup scares the crap out of me, but nothing else there really scares me. Um, and well, if you get if you get the pumpkin version of Matthew Stafford, it throws picks. Exactly. Exactly. We exactly. can win that game. And fun fact: Sean McVay has never beaten the Eagles in Los Angeles. That's fun. That is a um, weird fun fact, but I like it. It is a weird fun fact. He also has never beaten Doug Peterson either. I'm pretty sure that's I'm someone can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure that's a fact. Um so here's United. what we do. We sub in Doug for the playoff game, like the sooner nah, he's, 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 he's getting ready for Jacksonville. But let me explain hey. to you why I think the Bucks make the most sense. Yes, they have Tom Brady, but they are without Chris Godwin. They are without Mike Evans. Or, I'm sorry, Mike Evans is banged up. He's got a hammy issue. I don't think he's fully healthy. Leonard Fournette's on IR, so I'm pretty sure that would take him out of the first week of the playoffs. I don't know how that all works. Um, Antonio Brown is apparently not on the team anymore. (laughs) So they're throwing to Joe Schmo and Gronk. That's it. Whereas, as you see... The last few weeks when the Bucks have dealt with these injuries, it's been tough on the offense. Also, they just let the Jets score a lot of points. That defense, that scary defense. Michael Carter, I think, started the game off with like a 55-yard run. I, I think, I think, I think, I think we could upset the Bucks. Mm. I think, I don't know, maybe it's hot. You definitely have a better run game than the Bucks. And the way to keep Tom Brady off the field is running the ball and getting pressure with four. And it's not like the Eagles are, you know, not accustomed to that type of, you know, with Fletcher Cox and with, they, you know, Derek Barnett. You know, there's experience in getting pressure to Brady. How dare you say Barnett's name? We, I'm, we just simply, like- <laughs> I'm just simply saying from a Super Bowl team yeah. that was still there, that is there, that at least knows how to get to him and at least knows how to beat him. Right. But see, and they know. Look at it this way. You put you put Slay on Evans. That's great. 
it already happened once this year and it went pretty well. Um, Antonio Brown's the one who cooked us when we played him earlier in the year. As long as if Gannon, if Gannon can game plan to take away this stupid mantra of nothing, nothing over our heads, nothing over our heads, where we're letting Joe Schmo, Taylor Heineke, and Derek Carr and every other yep. quarterback we played with the remote talent rip us up in terms of completion percentage. If you can t- at least slightly take that away from Brady, don't let him complete ninety percent of his passes against you. I think there's a really good chance Philly could win that game. Now, do I see them getting much further than that? If they, especially if they had to play Green Bay, absolutely not. Um, there's no chance of that. But I think beating the Bucks has it has real potential written all over it. I think you've been smelling salts or something. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't even recognize you anymore. Now you want to play the Bucks. Now you want to do this. You're high on Jalen Hurts. You're high on this team. I don't know, man. I just – you want to play the Bucks? You want to play Tom Brady? Did you see what he did to everybody in the playoffs last year? Have you seen – like we keep talking about Aaron Rodgers like he's a lock for MVP. Have you looked at Tom Brady's stats? Bro, Has anybody actually his, looked at his stats? He's thrown he's to Scotty Miller. Like Tom Brady would be he's my – like, like passing touchdowns. Would be, my, would be my favorite. Aaron Rodgers would be my bet because I'd make more money, but Tom Brady is the favorite for MVP, and we're just discounting him like, oh, well, the Eagles will just come out and play zone, and they'll give him – what does Tom Brady do when he has time to just throw it in the middle of the field? I mean, he'll throw it in the middle of the field. He'll just throw it in the middle of the field, and he'll just get get six yards and six yards and six yards. But how? Oh, is the Tampa O-line just bad now? But they just can't block all of a sudden? They can't pass block, I mean? No, defensive line doesn't suck either. So our D line is better than their, their O line because that's what we got to go by. Because we're not going to blitz. Because if we blitz, Tom Brady will just get the ball out of his hands, right? Listen, I think we're asking a lot. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. Relax, relax, relax. I'm not. I'm not saying the Bucks are some schmucks. They're not the. They're the Bucks, <laughs> not the schmucks. But, uh, but I'm saying let's kick them when they're down, man. No Godwin is huge. No Antonio Brown is huge. Mike Evans hobbled with a hammy issue. I'll, dude, I will take a hobbled Mike Evans ge- being covered by Slay. No Lenny Fournette. Huge. I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this, and we can go right into this that every show is going to talk about. I think that we have a chance. We got a prayer. Woo! We're, we're living on a prayer because with Bon-Tobi. AB, <laughs> my man, Bon Toby, with AB, like just waving you know to the crowd and catching a flight to new york or wherever he went we actually have a chance (laughs) we actually have a chance because there's actually a crazy story about ab and what he did after that and he actually did fly to new york the the barstool story is crazy anyway um no he was in new york what are you talking or he was in jersey oh yeah yeah, that's what i meant he was like he was like hanging out with uh, anyway i'm getting derailed here the point is antonio brown absolute beast of a wide receiver okay like a beast inside like demons and beast on the field so not having to guard somebody that can carve you up for eight for 90 or eight for 120 in a touchdown is definitely going to help us but if you're asking me who i want to face which was the original question i say it's the rams i think the rams are they have a lot of volatility and depending on who you get that day matthew stafford who who i like who i love he's a great guy has not been very good against good teams. Teams over 500, he has not played well against. He's thrown a pick six like every other week. 
And they can't keep getting away with it. They skated by with the win today, 20-19, a game they could have easily lost. And they're a team that doesn't have a run game. Okay, you don't really have to worry about that. And on defense, you know, just uh, stay away from a couple guys. I don't know. I think you have a chance. I think you have a chance to beat the Rams. I just – but then I start thinking about Cooper Cup. I don't know, man. I don't really know. I think we're one and done for the record. So I'm going to enjoy my my playoff Ooh. celebration now. You know, word. No, that's that's being honest. I'm being honest. We're winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> no shot, dude. No shot. Yeah, I don't know. We have to move on. <laughs> I could talk about the Eagles all day, man. Exactly. Just, we have to move on. I'm excited. I, I mean, about we, Antonio Brown. No. Yeah, what, we keep what, we keep skating over him. What is wrong with Antonio Brown, man? Does somebody not like? Did he not have friends as a kid? Did he not get enough attention? What is wrong with him? It's a great question. And honestly, you people are probably hearing my dog barking in the background. I don't know what her deal is, but. What is wrong with Antonio Brown is the question. I don't know. I don't I don't think anybody knows the true story of what happened on the sideline, what probably happened in the locker room leading up to that. I mean, I've seen so many conflicting stories. I've seen the freeze out where they were he had reception totals that he was about to hit and they're trying to freeze him out of getting those bonuses. I've heard he felt he was still hurt and Bruce Arians is like, nah, F you get in the game. A lot of craziness. Um yeah. a lot of conflicting I, stories. So I don't believe any of them. I mean, I yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Gosh. I, I would believe it. <laughs> I would not be surprised if he pulled a gun because, I, dude, the stunts he's pulled since he's left Pittsburgh and also at the end of his tenure in Pittsburgh, nothing would surprise me, man. Between burning his feet, helmet gate, demanding to get out of Oakland, like the, patri- the whole fiasco with his trainer, the farting by his doctors doing stuff to his abs, like <laughs> – it, it, it's a circus, man. Yeah, chef. That too, like, and Brady, Brady in New England, Brady in Tampa Bay, stuck his neck out for this man, and yeah. I think really kept him together. And I guess we hit a boiling point. I don't know what happened last week. He was fought, getting like getting an attitude with a reporter about a question, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff, man. It's it's just a mess. And now this dude. <laughs> leaves the game, hops in an Uber because he didn't want to get on a flight. Dude, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, he – I mean, shout out AB for the greatest retirement of all time or the greatest, like, midseason retirement. He might sign on with another team, (coughs) Saints. Um, You know, down the line, down the line, I could see see them taking a flyer on him. They got Michael Thomas. Why not just upgrade to a guy who will play? You'll have the same headaches, but he'll actually go out there and play a little bit. So uh, why not, you know, just swap out one salary for the other. But, I mean, since since, – was it Vontae Davis that retired at halftime, which was for the Jets, right? Is that that the last guy to do something crazy? Wasn't it the Colts? Was it the Colts? I think think it's the Colts, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, same same team. Colts, Jets, same thing. Not even close. Four letters in both. Exactly. But wait, what? So he retires, you know, halftime just decides he calls it quits. And I kind of 
I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. So what I did, you guys, when I quit working as a server at Texas Roadhouse, I walked out on my shift. It was glorious. I already had another job lined up. I don't recommend doing this, you guys. Don't quit your job without another job. This was my second job, maybe my third at the time. Working Saturdays, I went into work, was having bad tips, bad customers, bad attitudes, nobody doing their side work. I decided like two hours into the shift, Saturday night, I literally go up to the manager, take off my apron cash out be like you need to get somebody to go get those tables i'm like where are you going i'm like i think i'm done serving like what do you mean like tonight i'm like no no no. like i think i'm quitting like i'm gonna hand you all my stuff and i'm leaving they're like why what's wrong what happened i'm like nothing this this just sucks like i don't want to do this anymore so i'm wondering like did he just have a this sucks i don't want to do this anymore moment and just freak out or is this just antonio brown like throwing a fit to the ultimate because he didn't get his way and the problem is We'll never know. And his rap sheet is like his sheet of like grievances is so long and has been aired out that even if I wanted to take his side and be like, Arians must have done something or somebody must have done something. When you see Mike Evans trying to console him and calm him down and you have a guy like that, like you got one of your brothers on the sideline, like an OG on the Bucks can't even calm you down and keep you from throwing a fit like I really don't know what's going through that man's head. I like what Tom Brady said. He just kind of was like, you know, I reached out to him. I think we all should just basically saying we should pray for him without saying that. Like we just, he needs help. I hope he gets it. Like I'll always love the dude, but unfortunately it's not going to be here in Tampa. You know, the writing's on the wall. So I don't know, man. It's the craziest thing I ever saw when you guys texted that. I think my phone was still turned off because I didn't want to get any updates about anything, but um, when I saw the highlights, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. He was literally waving to the fans, gets half naked, <laughs> just runs down the tunnel. So Amazing. He, the one claim that he was too hurt to get in the game, but he sure as hell ran off the field. So Yeah, I don't think that's true. Oh, that's what I want to say. You guys, the crazy thing is nobody, like when he's working, there is nobody that works harder. Like you saw it even in the hard knocks with the Raiders. Like when he's running his routes, he burns his feet. He's doing everything to get back on the field. AB like was injured, injured, you guys. Like he worked his way. Like he worked as hard as he could to get back as quickly as he could. So what I don't understand is why you would put yourself through the misery and agony of rehabbing. I think we've all probably had to rehab from some sort of sports injury before. I know I have. And it's, it's not fun, man. And it's not fun for those guys, especially not at the age of 30. Like your body's breaking down. You're beating up after four months of getting hit and hit and hit. You're concussed. You don't know your own name. You drool half the time. And then you fight to get back onto the field, and then you just decide to quit when you are that close to quote-unquote bonuses. There's got to be something else going on, man. There's something we don't know about. Because why else would you put yourself through that? Why wouldn't you just – do a holdout of sorts, not rush the rehab, tell everybody, you know, yeah, I'm trying to rehab, the foot's coming along, or whatever the injury was, and then just not play. I just don't get it. I think Bruce Arians, uh, and even maybe Jason Light, the general manager of the Bucks. I think they never really wanted Antonio Brown. I think the only reason yeah. they literally signed him on was because of Tom Brady. Like, if they took on – Playoff Lenny, before he was playoff Lenny, he was, uh, you know, parking lot fighting Lenny. <laughs> you know, take on Gronk, who had just retired, whereas there was a report obviously saying that he wanted or he was getting 
possibly traded to the Detroit Lions would play with Matt Patricia. I feel like right. anyone would retire if you were heard that you were getting traded to the That Detroit man was Lions. in the WWE. Yeah, he was a 24-7 champion at one point. He was, you know, thriving in the WWE at one point. But, you know, he gets, you know, pretty much anyway, the point is this. Anyone that Tom Brady essentially vouched for, they signed on. And this, unfortunately, was just the the wrong one. And I, that think, I think that's why Bruce Arians was just kind of just like, yeah, he's no longer a buck. You know, he's not a part of the team. Like, they were just kind of just like, whatever. We were just sick of him anyway. Like, Or they never wanted him in the first place. The weird thing is they actually haven't released him yet. In pro football, I think it's pro football focus or one of those things, pro football talk, whatever. They were complaining like, oh, the Bucks are holding him hostage. Let him go to another team. And I'm like – can he even sign on to be like playoff eligible at this point? Like, why does it even matter? They're probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the logistics, the behind the scenes. We obviously don't know the whole story, but it's just weird. A weird that a major media outlet in the football world is basically crying that AB's innocent and all this. So I would love to know what they know. Um, but hey, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Yeah, there's so much. I don't know, there's so much behind the scenes. It's always drama with AB, man. The, the Raiders hard knocks, like, it was so much fun to watch that dynamic just implode. And, again, you have to respect Tomlin for keeping, you know, he had to deal with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown for years, okay? And then had to deal with Big Ben, like, the biggest baby of all on top of it and win game after game, division after division. Mike Tomlin's a badass SOB. That's my guy. So shout out Tomlin for keeping it all together. You guys, there's been so much going on this weekend, tons of NFL action. I don't even know where to go anymore, but, you know, we got to give shout out to one last team who had a, a huge win. The number one team in the AFC is not the Bengals, Okay, they just beat the Chiefs. It's not the Chiefs. The Chiefs had the number one seed. I was crowning them as the best team in the league last week, not named the Packers. Guys, the the number one seed in the AFC belongs to somebody else. Dylan? Tighten up, baby. The Tennessee Titans. Let's go. The Tennessee tough, as they like to say up here. Miller's excited. I just saw him jump. (laughs) He it's a, a good flip. time. <laughs> he does. It's back a good flip. time to be in Nashville. Uh, as I was going into work, I passed multiple billboards saying AFC South champions. This is their first time winning back-to-back division crowns. Y'all talked about Nick Sirianni being coach of the year. I think mm. he's second to Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, you know, hopefully this weekend they take care of business, but he's about to win twelve games. And Derrick Henry didn't play in nine of those games, or he's wow. about to win twelve out of the seventeen. And Derrick Henry hasn't played in nine games. AJ Brown, I believe, hasn't played in like three or four, maybe more. Uh, and Julio Jones, I see, <laughs> apparently just picks and chooses whenever he wants to play. Uh, he's on COVID right now, but I mean, if the Titans are able to secure a number one seed with that many injuries and still, you know, the AFC playoffs come through Nashville. How yes, can sir. you not give Mike Vrabel coach of the year? And keep in mind, he's a defensive coach too. Not there's not a lot of love for defensive coaches in the NFL, and their offensive coordinator isn't that spectacular either. But they get it done, and 
they're in really good position because all they have to do is beat the Texans this weekend. That's it. Didn't you guys lose to the Texans earlier in the year? I believe so. I don't really remember. Yeah, I wouldn't want to remember that either. But, yeah, uh, (laughs) (laughs) look, let's give all the love to the Titans. I was ready to bury them weeks and weeks ago. I I said there's no way they can continue to beat teams, good teams, bad teams, whatever. Tannehill cannot carry them. The defense can't carry them. Boy, was I wrong, man. Ever since they or ever since Derrick Henry got hurt, they have relied on good coaching and situational awareness. And I believe Vrabel has just implemented a just mentality into that team. Is like you know, again, they're they're not trying to. Again, Kevin Byard said at at one point, they're not trying to prove everyone wrong. They're just trying to prove themselves right. So they believe that what they're capable of doing. And I mean, how can you not like they've you guys have lost some games in this stretch, but it's like every time you lose one, you win one. You had built such a nice little cushion, basically, when you lost Henry and then you lost AJ. You guys had gotten to where you needed to be. You had the two games in hand over the Colts to where you could basically go just a little bit above 500 and secure this spot. And now you're looking at it and with a couple of big wins, you're you're right where you want to be. You know, uh, a big win over the Niners. Uh, the Dolphins, they almost made it, guys. We, the Chiefs, they, the Bills, the Rams. Yes. Yes. Wait, you beat all of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, Titans, yeah, the Titans beat all of those teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you lost to the Patriots, though, you know, and the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> any given sunday man it, it happens i know i know i'm just kidding but you beat the mighty dolphins i we're not gonna let this go by dolphins fans go away your your run is over your teal and orange is god awful there i said it yeah and it doesn't look good in nashville on a rainy winter day either it looks terrible and so many turn, dolphins fans we're talking mad shit all about what week, look look it's crazy they finally got some Man. love. It took it I took the I national can't go media. I can't a crazy rant like that because I, I just I just interacted with too many Dolphins fans this past. It week. took the national media seven weeks to give them the love that they deserved, and it took the Titans three hours to end it. So shout out Tennessee for ending that awful bullshit. The Dolphins were always going to be frauds. Nobody wanted to watch that boring offense. <laughs> And Tennessee Titans defense is playing really, really well, Dylan. So you alluded to Mike Vrabel being a defensive mind. He's held that team together. Last year, that team had 19 sacks. This year, they have 41. Jesus. It's a lot of sacks. You talk about a turnaround, man. A lot of sacks, right, Rob? Yeah, you know I like them sacks, man. Those defensive guys be getting after it. Yeah, hey, anyway, yeah, there, there's some good news. There's one sack that's coming back, and that uh, sack belong is a royal sack. What? And that's King Henry. I was like, come on, nut sacks, bro. Come on, <laughs> going over your head here. There's a royal sack coming back, and his name's Derrick Henry. They just activated his practice window today. He's gonna be. Oh yeah. So if news. They, if they get that by. That man, Derrick Henry might be back. Their first game in the playoffs. There are two people you don't want to tackle if we actually have winter and not summer because the weather's been weird. You know, go outside. It's been weird. Two people you don't want to tackle. Number one is A.J. Dillon. You do not want to tackle him. Minnesota did not want to tackle him. Number two, the number one really is Derrick Henry. If they get Derrick Henry back, 
Hey, if they get Derrick Henry back, that futures bet is looking real nice. <laughs> Titans, Titans Super Bowl looking real nice. So, man, I'm excited. I don't even think they need Julio. They need AJ and Derrick no. Henry, and they can Julio. do they can do whatever. Ask ask the Falcons how Julio's been for the past few years. I mean, he's a ghost. He, as Dylan said, he basically plays when he wants to. It seems, and him being there does not make or break anything at all. No. And don't forget, you got to give love to Adrian Peterson. He brought you here. He lasted for like half a game. So shout out AP. You know, he contributed. So if you guys get a ring, I want somebody to send him something because he Facts. helps. Facts. He deserves a ring. <laughs> Big fat. Tighten up. Tighten the front door. Ooh, tighten the front door. Yeah, you better tighten that door, buddy. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little door. brisk here, a little, little chilly outside. Big cold front move through, so you better tighten that front door. Here's a little fun game I like to play, and I said this in the uh, in the group text. Is Tennessee the worst team in the AFC playoffs as the number one seed? Just no, no. <laughs> who's better than them? If the playoffs start today, who's better than the Titans? Chiefs. Yeah. Oh man. Bang there up. is no better team. They're all better. I'm in a glass <laughs> case of emotions. <laughs> who, there is no better team right now. Who Who is in the wild card? I mean, they're better than either team that gets into the wild card in the AFC, in my opinion. Well, the Let's see. The 2C would be the Are they Chiefs, better than the, the Patriots? The would be the Bengals. <laughs> they the would be the Patriots. <laughs> no shot. No shot they beat the Patriots. Do you want to fight about it? I don't. I think maybe they beat the Chargers. The Chargers are a playoff Do right the now. death. Dosh boot. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going think... off the rails, dude. You you incited riot-like conversation. You never talk I about another encourage riot-like conversation. Okay, so today, if the Here's Chargers. One. Morgan Wallen's terrible. Whoa. Hey, that man's the goat. If the Patriots, Chargers, and Colts were the wild cards, you guys, then I think they could beat the Chargers, and I think they could beat the Colts. So you're the third. You're the third worst team in the AFC as the one seed. Congrats. Tighten I bet, up. You, I bet you they beat the you, Bills. You, yeah, but I say you don't even what? talk about Josh Allen. Of course you don't. Go on. Talk about what? How he had three turnovers on two, two deflected passes, balls he shouldn't have thrown, and they still beat the Falcons by two in the, the Falcons ice storm. Wow, yeah, of course. Flex, the Falcons flex. No, the flex is he had three turnovers and they won by two scores. Like they they would have beat him by fifty. That's the flex. You have personal Titans beat him by. Yeah, Titans you have beat pers- the Bills by fifty. Tighten up. You have Titans. personal ties into this game, so therefore your judgment is clouded. No, that is incorrect. I'm that just calling a thousand percent correct. How is that correct? I've sat here and said the Cowboys were good all year long. I'm talking said, about the fantasy implications that you. Why have. would that cloud my let, judgment? But the Eagles would cloud my judgment. This is a great Nobody time cares right about now to fantasy. congratulate Rob for winning the fantasy. Well, don't say that. He didn't Rob. do it. He didn't do it. You just jake. Oh. Didn't happen. Rob did not reverse, win any. Reverse Look, jinx. I understand I didn't win that anything. I have my Jedi mind tricks. I'm very well aware of the impact that I have within the Force. And 
But that's all however, good, Dylan. Let me tell you something. You try to put a reverse jinx on me and the jinx hits, we're not friends. So we'll just put that out in the air for the podcast. <laughs> we're not friends. That's on God. We won't be friends, <laughs> That's on everything I love. I didn't I didn't win shit. <laughs> just because you're salty over there scoring 200 points on the bench, like don't be trying to jinx me. Get that out oh, of my yeah. face. Tighten up. It's okay. Though. Tighten up. You got next year. Anyway, nobody cares about fantasy. This is not a fantasy podcast. So is there anything else you guys have? Playoff predictions, playoff preview. Is there a game you're looking forward to next year, uh, next week, next year? The play-in game between the Chargers and the Raiders. It's literally like just winning. Whoever wins that game's in, and that's incredible. Yeah. That's, Who do you have in that game? The Chargers. Boat up. Uh, I'm going to – okay, I'm going to be the ugly duckling. I think the Raiders end that terrible Chargers team season this week. They've done it all year long. Rich – what's his name? Piscotti? Pistachio? What's his name? Pistachio Ice Cream. Piscotti. Yeah, that guy. Rich Piscotti deserves a chance to be that head coach. What he's done with that team with literally nobody. Darren Waller's either been on COVID or hurt for like – Six weeks. Derek Carr's throwing to, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, he's throwing to Renfro. That's it. It's Carr and Renfro. That team is. Hunter Renfro has ninety nine receptions. I did not. And he that has is. nine and a thousand yards, and I believe he has like I believe double digit touchdowns. Like when someone showed me that, to, like when I or when I saw that today, I was just I had to do a double take. Like Hunter Renfro. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but then again. I really wish Derek Carr wasn't a good person. Because if I'm if if he wasn't a good person, he would just be balking to trade him away from this just massacre that is the Vegas Raiders. But then again, no nah, man. If if Justin Herbert loses this game, we have no choice but to burn the shirts. Yes. Well, like I said, we're all on record. We have spoken. Two for Chargers. I think the Raiders play spoiler and uh, get into the playoffs and then lose promptly. But, yeah, I just – I can see it happening, man. The Chargers have let me down all year long. I expect to be let down by them. So, it will be interesting. It will be a great week. You guys, this has been awesome, man. Um, as always, I'm really hungry. Do we have any reviews? Uh Hold Did we on. get any reviews? Distract the people for beep, like beep, beep, three beep, beep, seconds. Beep, beep, beep. Let me let me punch it in here. <laughs> um, no new reviews. No, no reviews. new reviews. But there are eighteen ratings, all five stars. If you don't know, now you know. That's all awesome. Five man. stars. That's awesome. Yeah, if you guys want to keep uh, rating us five stars, we appreciate the love. If you want us to talk about your team or a certain topic. Text us, write it in the review, hit us up on our social medias, whatever you want. We'd love to talk about it. We finally gave some Titans love to them. I'm just playing around. They deserve a lot of love. Wanted to spark the conversation. They're, uh, they're a team that plays the game the right way, so tighten up, man. You guys, as always, it's been fun. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Go Birds. Go Birds. Who that? <laughs>